Right, ladies. Oh, yeah. Misgendering the audience, unless they are actually ladies. In which case, hello, welcome to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Which episode? (laughs) One, two, four. (laughs) One, two, four, you big fat whore. Not allowed to say that. No, we had a good intro going there. Every time we get to four. (laughs) (laughs) You say this every time we get to four, you mention whores, Gav. You passed your driving test. Well done, you. It's good because it's one of the only tests that you get the results straight away. Yeah, as soon as you pull into the thing. There's not that many tests where you get them really like that, is there? um, Can't think of any others. I think trials. They, they, you, you get the immediate results in trials as well. That's, that's if you fail that, you go straight to prison. Oh right, yeah. Well, the jury no, has no, to no, go no. away and adjudicate, don't they? No, you oh, don't. You, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. get sentenced, though. Oh, you're right. You're right. Mm. Driving test is the only situation where life gives immediate results. Mm. Yeah. Uh, HIV tests. Oh, that well, gets it. They're getting better at it's that. Five minutes now. They got it down to five minutes. Is it? Oh, that's right. Yeah. And they do have a massive oversized countdown clock because obviously the countdown clock's thirty seconds. Yeah. But they do play a five-minute version of the countdown clock <laughs> <laughs> that goes through lots of different sort of like Variance. voices on the Casio keyboard. <laughs> it changes through to sousaphone halfway through. <laughs> is, they do make it fun these days. Don't they? <laughs> I remember when I like got a test. She was like, oh, "Do you mind if I do a HIV test?" And I was like, "No, this is not like something you should probably do." <laughs> do you mind? Was this, who was this person? Was some girl that you taken home? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she said, "Oh, uh, the nurse." Sorry, she said <laughs> she said it after you'd had sex with her. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to make sure you have in the got cab <laughs> before I got the Uber. Um, <laughs> she said, uh, "Do you mind if I do this?" I was like, "Yeah, that's fine." Did it and then said, "Oh yeah, you're all right." And I said, "Have you ever had to tell anyone that it's not all right?" And she said, "Yeah, but I don't tell them. I just say there was something wrong with it." And they have to come back another time, but really, I probably know. And I was oh, like, no, shit. that's not true. Oh, I, I had to send it off for like, further tests. Yeah, she's like, oh, no, the pen's broken in the bin. Oh, no, just like, well, places it on the bin. Yeah, you must have loads, right? Is that like, <laughs> no, that's actually the last one. <laughs> yeah, what about all those different, pe- different pens, different bloods, different, different, pens, different fingers? Yeah. And, no, I, I can't possibly do that. But yeah. Why do you want an HIV test so much anyway? <laughs> yeah, you got it? You probably got it. You probably got it. <laughs> Maybe you should start preparing yourself for the fact you got it. Just... We've also got a new live show. Holy Jesus. So if you're if you patronize us, then you will be receiving an email very, very soon for the pre-sale because that's one of your perks. Yes. As a supporter of the podcast, you get an early email that says whether that says where you can buy tickets early for our live shows. Mm. But it does really make sense for this one because it's a very, very small venue. Mm-hmm. And we do not being immodest, definitely am. We do sell out arenas. Yeah. Invariably. I mean, I think that's true of any... If we chose any size venue, we would sell out. Yeah. I, we haven't found an upper limit to that. Yeah. That's a good Which point. We've only yeah. ever chosen very small venues. Mm. <laughs> but I think this place, it might be allocated seating and everything. We allocated make, seating? Yeah. Who the fuck do we think we are? We want to make sure that our, our, our day ones... Have a uh, right up front, best yeah. access, and they're right up front and willing to go. Don't oh, touch you can distance. choose seats. Don't pick a seat at the back. Yes, yeah. choose some seats right up the front where you can get a good old look at Gav. He's <laughs> <laughs> quite something to behold. But it's quite a nice venue, isn't yeah. it? Secret venue. Who has who has played there? Some famous um, people. Legal gentleman played there. Uh, Garth Marenghi, Ooh. the character. Oh boy, I'm supposed to be making encouraging sounds. Mm. Yeah. Keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and some other people who I've forgotten. 
Kalaka Badanga. Kalaka Badanga, indeed. Um, but yeah, it's like it's a good, it's a proper. It's not just a room in a pub. Yeah, it's like a proper theatre. Opulent surroundings. If you mm. want more curtains than you know what to do with, come see us. Come see us. March twenty eighth is going to be. March twenty eighth at seven thirty in a London venue. Awesome. So what day is March the twenty eighth? It's a Saturday. Good on us. Half Keep it free. Uh, hello. I used to come around here looking for features. I haven't seen you in a while. Well, it's because I had my fill of features, but I've run out. Do I have any regular features? i just listen to this. Thank you. Today, I call Tom Packer, uh, which I think by the time this podcast goes out, his Indiegogo will have ended, probably not having not been funded. Um, mm, but basically, cool. I don't know if you saw this guy. He put up a post saying that was titled, Help Tom to Find Love. Oh, oh, all right. That's noble. I'll do that. Is it too late? Definitely at the time. Well, if you can only find love through an Indiegogo, perhaps he's doomed. But mm. perhaps if you can only find love if help. by dipping into my wallet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not well, sure. I mean, how much do you think Tom has asked for to find love? $12,000. All right, well, that's, that's a lot in there. It's 1300 <laughs> Fuck you. 12, 12, 12. Tom's asked for £1,300 <laughs> to, go, to go on 13 dates. Because, according to his info, according to a popular theory, which I've never fucking heard, it takes 13 dates to find love. No, it takes 13 what? olives before you stop hating olives. <laughs> Can you tweet him that? <laughs> no, you've mixed up olives and dates. Oh. <laughs> it's easy mistake. Easily they look the same. <laughs> so basically, <clears throat> this is a 26-year-old dude uh, who... Oh. And as I'm about to say this, I realise what I look like. But... He does look like you, Gav. <laughs> he, looks, he looks like a ginger... Well, actually, no. He looks like a hipster Rocky Dennis. Which is a really mean thing to say. But it's the truth, so I don't care. Stop. Does that sound mean? Probably mean on Rocky Dennis, but this guy's fucking Bellend. Oh, okay, fair play. Bellend is unattractive, but nothing you've said so far makes me want to not... Nothing you've said so far paints this man as a Bellend. No. I want to trace kisses down from his neck to his balls. With a Bellend. Okay, well, keep an open mind. So I'll read out his pitch anyway. My name is Tom, and I'm a 26-year-old hopeless, sarcastic romantic. Mm, Sarcasticgamer.com There's no commas in any of that either. I like reading as much as going out with friends. I find thunderstorms relaxing to listen to, and I can easily lose myself in a good film. I like sitting in busy cafes writing poetry and people watching. Oh, okay, fuck you. (laughs) I like to write poetry in busy places where people can look over my shoulder and see how tortured I am. Dude, there's a photo of him in a cafe writing. So in his video, it's him. Is it a limerick? (laughs) (laughs) But then there's, there's, there's like shots and photos of him. Which have obviously been taken by somebody else. So he's in a cafe with a like a cup of coffee. Take a like, picture of me writing poetry. Exactly. In yeah, it's fucking awful. Um, tripod but, and timer? No way. No, no, no. In the in the video, it's moving around too much to be a tripod. But oh, right. some of the images, I don't know, they're stills, aren't they? So we can't tell. Science is not there yet. Um, the problem is, I don't have a lady slash partner in crime slash personal femme fatale to share all this with me. Cheryl, what? Writing po- You don't write poetry together. <laughs> yeah. And relax next to a thunderstorm. But but this is the thing that it's all just one stream of bullshit slash personal femme fatale to share all this with me, comma, teach me new things and put me in my place every now and again. I've had my fair share of dates. Kinky. I've had my fair share of dates and right swipes. 
and even hit the streets of London with a mistletoe attached to my head in an attempt to find a special someone. If I was a girl oh, and I was Jesus. allowed to fucking hit anyone, I saw someone walking up going, oh, I've got a bit of mistletoe on my head, I would beat the shit out of that mistletoe. guy. Mistletoe, licensed to rape. <laughs> I've hit like on a lot of Instagram pictures. <laughs> At four in the morning. <laughs> but very little has come back from that. And I think I'm going to kill myself. Unless you give me... Money. <laughs> Have you ever gone onto a person's Instagram account and just liked all the ones that were selfies to let them know you like them? <laughs> no, but what I do like doing is find like when my friend leaves their phone unlocked, is going on like their recent searches on Instagram and going through every single fucking photo and liking on it. Oh, there's another podcast that I listen to, Jake and Amir podcast. Yeah. If I were you, he mentioned a game where you you get someone else's phone, you go onto their Instagram, and you go five pictures down. And you have to write like just like a withering comment on whatever uh, picture's there, but uh, nothing too mean. Just something like um dot 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 okay question mark. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like imagine That's just doing weird. that on someone's selfie from November. <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess <laughs> there have been some great people, but I haven't yet found my one true love. So my quest continues. So this guy is asking for £1,300 to fund 13 dates so he can find love. £100 a date. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't spend that much on... Presumably, he's paying for the girls' dinner as well. I guess so. Uh, Not travel, though. In 21st century, mate. (laughs) He's not paying for the girls' travel. (laughs) No, but he's paying for his own. (laughs) And he lives in Norwich. He's coming to London. That's 25 Oh, this is UK? Yeah, yeah, Oh, fuck. I assumed this was not here. No. Mm. It, it, almost like I don't know maybe it's like a British thing but if I hear an American accent say something I sort of almost give it a bit more of a free pass when they say bullshit things because like, he looks like a television character and yeah, sounds exactly, like a television yeah, yeah. character exactly that's what it is and I think like I watch a lot of this documentary series called 30 for 30 which is an ESPN like sports documentary what kind of sports? American football, baseball, oh, fucking no, whatever. Yeah. But there's this documentary series called America's Game. So every team that wins the Super Bowl, they get a documentary about them called America's Game, and it's like proper like uh, Errol Morris, like just look like shot of the people on like a, a blue background going. And then when I caught the touchdown, it felt like the day that my daughter was born. Not quite as cheesy as that. But I always think, like, if it's a British person saying that, I would think, you fucking bellend. Mm. But if it's an American person, I sort of, I don't know, I give them a little bit of a free pass. Because it sounds like a film to me. Like, it sounds like a Hollywood movie. So it's like, I sort of give them that. This is maybe why I hate this guy I don't mind Americans being really self-anglizing, but if I hear an English person being bigging themselves up, like, fuck up. Just because you heard the Americans doing it doesn't mean you can do it. We are a self-deprecating nation. Stop I mean, this 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 guy has only happened today. I did have a look at his Twitter, um, and some friends of mine on Twitter sent me his tweets. Right, his pin tweet on his so like he's done a pin tweet. Well, yeah, for one, you're about yes, to be there you go. Uh, so I was like, this is the best thing I've ever said. Look what you think of it. <laughs> Matt's got one. Save it, save it, save <laughs> oh, it for your bio, babe. Of course, Matt's got one. Matt set up a subreddit about himself. Oh, of course, okay. he's got a fucking pin tweet. So his his pin tweet from June, uh, I think it's June 29th, which is my birthday, is him. In a pork pie hat. <laughs> I've printed it out for you, and maybe we'll make this the art. For the oh. So it's him in a pork pie hat, reading, like with his tattoos out and his beard, his fucking hipster glasses. And I know I've got all of the things that I've just said, yeah. so you won't point that out. Um, but it's him reading a book by a river, and the tweet says, Reading Tolkien by the river. Perfect way to spend a sunny afternoon. Hashtag bookworm. Hashtag tattoo. Hashtag J.I.R. Tolkien. <laughs> Like, but as I said, 
that angle, that somebody else has taken that picture. Yeah. So it's obviously fucking fake because he's if not, I was out with you, I would be like, yeah, Steve, I'm reading a minute, mate. Just this put photo. He I'll be with you in 25 minutes when, I'm, when I finish this chapter. Yeah, he didn't go there to read. He went there to get his picture taken. So you can do a fucking pin tweet about it, yeah. Jesus. Um, <laughs> this is why he doesn't have a girlfriend. Can you imagine if we were just walking down and they're like, oh, Steve, two seconds, mate. I got a really good idea for a pin tweet. Will you take this picture of me? Yeah. I would expect you to kick me in that fucking river. <laughs> like, not to go, yeah, like, but so he talks about um, he talks about his tattoos quite a lot as well in his tweets so this is another one of his tweets being stopped in a busy train station by a bunch of people who have seen my tattoo online slash in mags and love it hashtag feeling smug hashtag tattoo hashtag life well for one that fucking never happened so this one he says I've seen my tattoo online slash in mags and love it also if someone complimenting your tattoo that sets your emotion to smug yeah rather uh, than not Gratified. I think you should probably talk to these women rather than going on Indiegogo. Like, there's, that's the, that's a conversation starter yeah. right there. Uh, there's another one. People who regret shoddy tattoos. It was done in a guy's house and you paid little. What the fuck you expect? Hence why mine are all beautiful. Oh. Jesus Christ. What Tom. the fuck is wrong with this guy? Give me the £1,300 and I will teach him how to not be such a dickhead. <laughs> so basically, this guy's after £1,300. Uh, to find love. For $100, can you be one of the dates? You can. And so I'm thinking maybe we pay for to send Steve on one of the dates. Oh, oh, hang on. I'm more likely you to fucking go. suck him off. <laughs> no, don't waste his time. Oh, right. <laughs> I this is the thing. You can't suck him off. This is why we're not sending you. Like, we can't, you can't suck him off. Too late. <laughs> I'm on my way now. <laughs> I'm Steve's on Indiegogo. <laughs> All coming together. <laughs> thing is, I tweeted from the regular features I got going, oh, only 39 hours left to send Gav on a date with this person. And I thought maybe someone who was rich would come in and be like, oh, it's 100 quid, fine. Because, you know, nerds do that. And we have a lot of nerds listen to us. Um, but some other guy goes, oh, no, all we need is 10 people to put £10 together. And then we got it. And I was like, oh, it's going to just... That's complicated. That's logistics, and as we know, our readers are fucking lazy, as well as being nerds. They're not going to do that. You'll end up giving him £700, (laughs) and then... (laughs) I've got to go on seven dates with him. (laughs) The first, maybe four, might be funny. You can't not put out by the seventh date as well. <laughs> if you Thing just is, book up all of his dating oh, slots. Why don't we do this? Said, well, you did say true love is going to be 13 dates, so this is date 12. Can we uh, do this? Like, how much money... Like, at the time of recording this, he was £120 funded and his £1,300 You go to 13 different places and... You go on the date, yeah. but me, Steve, and Matt are there in, as background characters and everyone, even though you go to 13 different places. Yeah. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be the waiter. <laughs> but playing the same character yeah, as well, yeah, like 13 yeah. times. I'll turn up in 13 different dresses. <laughs> so, hmm, I think the waiter, wasn't he background diner number four from date seven? Like, generally, can we do this? Like, right, yes. let's fund the entire thing and we just go on every single one of the dates. I think we may have to pay it out of our own pockets. Like, let's send me all one of the dates of the Patreon 100 quid money. each in there. From can the we, Patreon Can we money. afford it? From the Patreon, okay. I well. think we should, I assume we should at least fund one of them and then I get to go on a date with this guy. I, I mean, to be honest, I sort of want to help him out a little bit because he's put uh, some of his perks, he's listed some of his perks and I've sort of... I mean, not improved on them, but it's up to you. What I've done is I've given you his perks and then my perks. So okay. you guys can decide yeah. whether or not you want to do Tom's perks or my perks for how much we give him, right? Okay, okay cool. Uh, so pay Tom £25 and you get date shout-out. 
You can be the sponsor of one of my dates. I'll mention you to my date and send you a photo of us together, date permitting. You'll also receive diary updates. So that's what you get from Tom. Or you yeah. can pay me £25 and you get the Tom shout out, same name, but I'll take a day off work, follow Tom around and just scream out some of his horrible poetry into his face. And this is actually one of his poems. Oh, brilliant. So imagine you're Tom, you're walking around, you're going to the shops, you're going to the co-op, you're going yeah. to buy your booze, uh-huh. and then you've got me behind you shouting, words are sexy, words are power, words can set you free, words can devour. Actually, one of his poems. Ah, oh, that's not a good... It's not right. a good poem. Uh, also, stretch goal for He's this. He's a men's rights activist, isn't he? So that's £25, but stretch goals for this. You bang in another fiver, I'll piss on his shoes as well. So <laughs> nice. These words can't devour. quid. The thing that annoys me is <laughs> I got that, right? So I got those words off his Instagram account, which, you know, Instagram, as we know, is that popular poetry app set up for posting up pictures of your poetry. Uh, one of them... You get a lot of poetry um, included at you on Instagram, <laughs> especially around the Christmas time. Oh, really? When, if you're called disappointment. Uh, okay, right. <laughs> People, a lot of people tag themselves as I'm a disappointment and there's hundreds of tags. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, but yeah, one of his, I'll, I'll just, as a little side note, one of his other Instagram posts that I saw was just a pad of paper um, and a pen and by it was one word. What, what do you think the word was? Hope. That's not far off. Aspirational. Oh, inspiration. Oh. Genuine. Like, yeah, what a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, pay Tom a tenner and you get a signed photo. You'll receive a signed limited edition print of my face. Now, if he's printing it out, it's not that limited, is it? Because it's literally how many you press on the printer, Tom. Um, yeah. But pay me and I'll print out loads of photos of Tom and stick them to all the dogs I know's arseholes with a mouth cut out and lined up with the dog's arseholes mm-hmm. so when they shit, it comes out of Tom's mouth. Yeah, that's... Oh, yeah, yeah. Stretch goal for 20 quid, I'll add in every cat I know too. But I know about three cats, so... <laughs> but don't let that put you off. Stretched arsehole goal. <laughs> That's what I think of. Um, well, people say stretch. Stretch goal, yeah, right? stretch arsehole. I think of a stretched arsehole. So finally, pay Tom a hundred quid, and you're guaranteed a date with Tom. Now, at the time that we recorded this, only one of these has been gone. By the time we finish this, two will be gone because I'm going on a date with him. Um, it's it- it's titled "You Could Be the One." <laughs> <laughs> pay me, Gav, a hundred pound. And I'll outsource a kidnapping to my dad's mate who will kidnap Tom and give him a tattoo of my face on his gunt. (laughs) Stretch gold, uh, an extra 50 quid, and I'll add a speech bubble saying the 90s TV catchphrase of your choice, including, but not limited to, schwing, Mm -hmm. hello Newman, or how you doing? Can I get... (laughs) (laughs) I hadn't practiced that. And I thought that came out really well. Exactly right. That was really good. That was fantastic. Good home improvement. Yeah. So that's what you can do, Tom. Um, But I'll tell you all this when I go on the date with you. Regular feature. Yes. What's the next one? I hope it's something about Gabby's bum. His two buttocks as sweet as roses, between which the girls will stick their noses. Hi, I'm Theophilus P. 
Dilophosaurus, and this is my Hoobastank. Um, <laughs> so all the words I've recently heard <laughs> that I'm just using as an excuse to not introduce my feature, which isn't so much of a feature as a extended news segment. Someone out there, maybe you, has started a subreddit. Do we know who did this? No. So what is a subreddit log while I find this guy's name? Well, if you imagine the internet is broken down into lots of little websites, so too is Reddit. It got to the stage where it made no sense for it to be a big thing, so it needed breaking down into little fudgy chunks. And these are called subreddits. They have their own rules, their own members. Am I getting it right? Yes. Am I using a word? I'm using my anthropological voice. <laughs> so uh, it's uh, hope to disguise my ignorance and just general. It is. Like I don't really hang around there much. It is basically just a forum. Yeah. Where you can make a post and it gets upvoted and downvoted, and the best posts go to the top and the worst posts go to the bottom, and they recycle. And then there's the front page, which is an amalgam of all the most popular subreddits. And now we stand a chance them. of being on that front page. Oh, thank God, <laughs> we can stop just talking about Reddit. It's basically it's a community place where people can post and share okay, cool. stories and talk to each other and have fun. People have, yeah, people have been posting just about each episode and just comments and stuff like that. And you can all come together like the fucking nerds that you are <laughs> and talk about us. I'm on there. Yeah. The guy who made the subreddit is called James Vokes. He's at James Vokes on Twitter and he looks like that. Fuck it. He looks cool. Yeah. He looks cool, he's wearing dude. 3D glasses in that picture. Um, he, but looks, he looks lean and masculine. I think the subreddit is good. You can, like, we'll post up... A- Someone yeah, will post I, up I the am episodes. going to go there. I only just found out it existed today. So Twitter's yeah. good for like interacting with people, but it's difficult to find things that people yeah. said a while ago. Pop it on the old subreddit. We'll be looking at it. And we'll post we behind-the-scenes pictures, like this one that I'm going to take right now, guys. Ready? Dog's tongue's going in my ear. <laughs> that will be on there the same day that this podcast goes live the bristles of Log's beard were touching my ear <laughs> and I, I couldn't tell whether I was really liking it uh, or really not really liking it you really liked it I think I was liking it my nipples have got really hard <laughs> oh. regular features regular features regular features now <laughs> that's awful and now it's time for Steve's regular feature Steve went on the Coronation Street tour over Christmas. I pre- I teased this feature a couple of episodes ago. Yeah. Um, gave you some some bits of trivia from behind the scenes of Coronation Street filming and stuff. Since then, Deirdre Barlow's died. That sucks. Genuinely quite sad. Yeah. Because she seemed nice. She seemed nice. Yeah. She was only sixty. That's fucked up. I went on a on the Coronation Street tour, which I could do because they've moved from the old set at okay. Granada Studios to Media City in Manchester. Yeah. And um, I mentioned this before. I said again, they had to move, and it just sounds so stupid. They had to rebuild all the sets slightly bigger because they're filming in HD now. And apparently, that's how reality works. Is I still don't. I still don't get that. Everything's bigger. Yeah. It's the weird thing is, every set that I went into, you go there and go, oh, it looks much smaller in real life. Like a living room would be like the size of my bedroom right now. But if you went to the Media City one, it'd be like Gandalf. (laughs) (laughs) No, it'd be like reverse Gandalf. It'd be like a hobbit. So I think nothing's nothing's taller, but everything's more spaced out. Okay. Like spread out and stuff. I don't know. Is that because of wider screens rather than 4.3 where everything has to be compacted in to make it feel like a full room? Oh, but... I was saying thematic, is, is like, it a widescreen or a resolution thing? Widescreen, they were filming it in widescreen, mm. in SD. 
Well, not in the old. Were they? Coronation Street was in widescreen, yeah. So that's why stuff like when they remaster stuff like The West Wing and The Wire, which started both started off in 4.3. So that's why when they remaster them, it goes 69 pretty easily because they've actually filmed it like that. But they had to, I don't yeah. know, presumably cut shit yeah. off. I'm just, anyone just fucking post now, so brother, and explain to us because we're yeah. just three idiots who don't yeah. know what we're talking why about. Why do the sets have to be bigger for HD? Yes. Explain that. Is it depth of field, maybe? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah don't, don't post this around, we've worked it out, so fuck off. Um, Alright, so let me introduce you to uh, my tour guide, who gives a couple of interesting bits of trivia about Coronation Street right off the bat. And between 1960 and 1968, the street itself was in the studio. It was just all uh, wooden scenery in, this, in the studio. The front of the house is across the way, and Ellison's Raincoat Factory, and also the Blood Time is Mission where Ian Sharples used to live. It's it's dog tracks. Uh, the viaducts at the back was a hanging uh, cloth with the viaduct painted on it. Fuck, and the my uh, cobbles and footpaths so were painted on Studio 4. Now, 8,328 episodes of Coronation Street were filmed here at Granada Studios, and it makes the programme the longest running television soap opera in production in the world ever. It's a record that we're very proud of indeed as well. So, 53 years filming here, about 53 Christmases out there. So, we've cobbled together, see what I did there? Cobbled together the best of those 53 Christmases, finishing up with a good minute or so of pure comic Christmas comedy. Try this, say that when you've had a few. So, please enjoy, and I'll speak to you very shortly. Thank you. So what? Fucking hate him. No. I couldn't listen to that. What followed that was, um, <laughs> it was like he's so on script through the whole thing. Even like, see what I did there? Like, yeah. you're not giving yeah. people but enough but chance. But yeah. so, I bet he even sort of turned around and pointed at one person to say, see what I did there? It's like, oh, it's extra charming to me because he pointed at me. Oh. He sounds awful. So it was like a five minute clip. Uh, clip show that they had of all of Corey's best Christmas moments then. Which is a fuck. Including the one where the woman who ran the Rover the Tomb was vomiting at the top of the stairs during a fire. So <laughs> blah, blah. <laughs> That'll be a really good one of your extended <laughs> list features for next Christmas. Just do a li- just a description of every single Coronation Street Christmas special. <laughs> just the way he dropped in things like Enos and Enos Sharples went over there and like Ina yeah. Shabbos is from like 50 old, years man. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, we all, but do you all know? Yeah, about I know Ina Shabbos. Oh, fair yeah, play yeah. then, fair play. Um, the other thing, you, you might want to go re- rewind the podcast and have a listen to that. But he says, try saying that. I'm going to have to listen to this again. Yeah, no, he just is. Just try, try saying that quickly. A cock blocking cluster of Corey Christmas classics. Yeah, he says, he's meant to say, try saying that after you've had a few drinks. Yeah. But he actually says, try saying pissed. Try saying after that when you've had a few drinks. He says the word pissed. Oh. Oh. I, I mean, I couldn't listen to that. One, because of how quickly he's talking. But two, because he sounds really fucking northern. And I can't be asked for that. I refer to listeners to episode 33, where Gav <laughs> has a go at northerners on a plane. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Um, so we wandered around some of the inside sets. We saw uh, Gail's um, interior. <laughs> Gail's interior. Oh, um, how long do you think it takes them to um, to design and build a new set? Four units. Twelve weeks. You didn't let me guess. That's four each, units each of three weeks each. <laughs> yeah. That's not fair. You let him guess. Let me guess. I was going to say... 
12 weeks. Was it 12 weeks? It's 12 weeks. Yeah, yeah, weeks. Yeah, yeah. Say 12 so we've both got that right then. Perfect. Yeah. Brilliant. What an easy quiz. Um, <laughs> yes. Hi, yeah. <laughs> There's a limited amount of space in the studio, so yeah. sometimes they have to take down sets that aren't used very often. It's called striking the set. Yeah. And before they do that, um, photographers photograph every inch of the set so that when they reset it, it takes six people to reset a set. Uh, everything goes back exactly the way it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Surely it'd be better for them to buy like a port cabin and just set that set up in there rather than pay six people all the time to be taking down the set and putting it back up. I'd lose my mind if I was that person. Yeah. Also, because I would lose my mind because I have to listen to these fucking northern people talking all the time. Carry on. Where we went after that was to the largest set okay. in Which all is. of Cornish history. Can we guess what it is? Yeah. The garage. It's not the garage. It's is, close. It, is there a nightclub? <gasps> the place where they make all... Uh, the, the sewing the clothes. clothes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah. it's the sewing factory. <laughs> fucking yes, oh look, I got it. Do you remember what the place is called? The sewing factory? Sewing? Oh, is it something clever or is it something stupid? Oh, that's a clever name. Baldwin's Big Birdie Bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Underworld. What? Because oh, they, they make underwear. Because they make knickers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So keeping keeping that in mind, this this is how we were introduced to the underworld. You should set. do this tour. It's way better. <laughs> okay, folks. Welcome to the big set on the lock. Come to the gate, then you can see in, in the light. As you can feel the application, folks, in your jobs. They are taking over the year. Well, when you start, you know, all you ever say to you is, "Nick us to the lot of you." But <laughs> no, no, I'm not being rude. Yes, of course, we do. Nick a capital no, Belfield. No, 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 not, 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 not literally, Nick us. Adam, don't report me. It's part of the script. Stop reporting me. If I I didn't say that, you'd have more of a cause to report me. He was waving a pair of knickers around at that point as well. It's like he had just ready to go. I liked him a little bit better, though. Yeah, but what comes up next is fucking cringy. Good. Oh, my God. I don't know how much I should brief you on what's... Why does he talk so quickly? It's really annoying. He's got to get through it. There was like another one, another tour coming up on our arse the whole way through. Yeah, but well, the, oh, so there's separate tours going on all the time. Yeah, yeah. It, you it's don't like a get conveyor belt. Oh fuck that! Yeah. You don't think you had a run of the street, did you? Well, I, like I went to a, a brewery tour recently, and it was just us. We had a block of like three hours, so the tour guy was taking as long as he wanted. And he was like, "Any questions? Anyone know anything? No? Well, I've got some other shit I can tell you if no one's asking a question. Some cool shit as well." And he's just like going on for ages. Yeah, I think this is a media machine. Mm. Brewers yeah, don't like it. So this is one of the more creative parts of the tour. We're still in Underworld. This <laughs> is shortly after the Knickers to you line. There's a you correctly identified Mike Bolden as being the uh, the it's owner proprietor of the, factory, of, the, yeah. of the factory. And there's a little bit of an interruption during the tour. Now <gasps> over the years, this place has provided employment for many of the street's residents and also people. Oh, Stop getting yeah, in. Cheers, well, man. Sixty seconds before you get to Cape Cat, and after that, you're P45. Got it, ghost. <laughs> Mike Baldwin. When the fields answered to Alan Sugar, and not exactly Charles on his mind when he came down to manage his workforce. Was Hang that on. over a tannoy? <laughs> it was. Oh. Yes. If he blustered in and going, "Hello, my my real name is Johnny Briggs," which is also the name of a fictional character from somewhere else, I'd have been well happy, but. Um, Oh, that's an. I thought you was actually going to be there. I got really excited. No, there. I couldn't give a shit about Collins Street. <laughs> it was all queued up. And what annoyed me was like. No, he's going so quickly. Obviously, he knows the script inside out. Yeah. Like, he started. Like, he went, Oh, I'm trying to do a tour here while Mike Bowen was still talking. So he should know the cues. Yeah, that's annoying. Maybe it's his first day. Um, 
<laughs> it definitely was. Pretty wasn't. fucking polished. <laughs> yeah. In the other bits. So after that, uh, the tour guide told us a few facts about how the underworld scenes are recorded. I bet you can guess a few of the health and safety None of them plugged in? None of them are plugged in. Yeah. There's yeah. no sewing happening, though. You're not allowed to have knickers in your mouth while you do your <laughs> yeah. No knickers on your head. Yeah. No knickers tall. over your knickers. If you've ever seen... might constrict to you. Uh, if you've ever seen any, uh, any stitching happening on Coronation Street... Um, it's the hands of a qualified qualified machinist who's doing the stitching. <laughs> well, like those long, up. loving, lingering close-ups <laughs> yeah. of a, a slow-mo needle going in and out of a needle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it cuts back to the person with their thumbs up. All right. <laughs> yeah. Like I did you. Yeah, just like eating with both hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I've got a recording of some more sewing machine info here. <laughs> you like this bit? Nowadays, the factory's run by Carla. She's taken similar no-nonsense approach to staff management. A leaf out of my bowling's booth. Right. Get back to work. Work through your lunchtime and your tea break and perhaps I'll forget about it. Yeah, I'm great. Good right? Did you hear me? Yeah. I would clear. <laughs> you know, so wonder any work gets done in Underworld with all the uh, disputes that take place from time to time. Well, the truth of the matter is, it's very rarely any work done in Underworld. The noise of the sewing that you hear is dubbed on over the top, and you may have noticed these machines, like the ones that media sits in as well, do not even connect to the power. Nor do they have needles in either. But on the main occasions you have to see some stitching taking place, a machine is connected up, made ready, and those hands that you see stitching away belong to a qualified machinist who comes into the machine for us. Oh, fuck this. I, I, did you turn off? <laughs> did you actually just start touching Reese's dick in the middle of it? <laughs> just as a way to allay the boredom. <laughs> the thing that annoyed me about that is, like, he said it, I picked up on it there, like, and he said it in, I think, the last game as well, we kept saying... Uh, at Media City as well, like so, mm. he's alluding to the fact, like, oh, it's not just here; it's also in Media City. As this if is I, still authentic. As if, like, he's had questions of people going, uh, "Any questions?" Yeah, it's a, it's the same sort of setup with the machines. Are they plugged <laughs> in in Media City? No, they're not plugged in in Media City. Like, no, we're gonna have to yeah. build this into a tour because I'm asking. I'm asking every fucking <laughs> every, day. Every, like, every time. They're yeah. still be down. <laughs> no, they're not plugged in in Media City. They're not plugged in here. They're never plugged in. All right. <laughs> um. From there, we went into the Rovers. We did a little thing at the Rovers, got a picture taken. And that's got to be the last bit of the tour, right? Like, this, the thing no, that's no, leading no, no. up to well, it. Well, we're still inside. This is all interior sets now. We haven't okay. actually seen Coronation Street yet. Right, okay. Um, there's a bit where we saw some coffins. They had all of the coffin props from people who have died on Coronation Street. Fucking hell. That's and, ex- um, extra poignant. Yeah. and it, oh, Yeah. Prodigy hadn't died at that point. So there was an empty one with some glasses on the top. Wait, wait, <laughs> just in case. Um, and he, what a great prop those glasses are. Yeah, they need to make a coffin happy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the tour guide asked if anyone was from New Zealand uh, on the tour. Yeah, we say yeah. Uh, no, they had no New Zealanders <laughs> there, and he said the reason. Uh, yeah. Did you think about going, all right, go on. Yeah, go on. I am. <laughs> Start doing the hacker. I am from New Zealand. <laughs> the reason why is because there was a coffin there belonging to Haley, who died, um, no, this Christmas, last Christmas, I think. Who's Haley? Haley. I don't know who Haley is. <laughs> oh, was she the but one? She died. She, she played the trans lady. 
Did she? I believe so. Yeah. Oh fuck! Did she? Yeah. Oh, it's gone. oh well, sorry. I don't know anything funny to say about Spoilers. that. Spoilers. Um, well, this is what you said. So apparently, in New Zealand at the moment, Haley's still alive and well because ah. they're they're one and a half years behind on Carnation Street. That sucks. As if no one's googled in that shit though. That's a weird concept of consolation when it comes to death. Was he a bug? Why, why didn't you go there, where well. you can watch uh, the last echoes of her life still being replayed? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, then, and then ask yourself, what is time, if not a linear stream of activities and events that we can back and go back and forth at our will, as long as we have tickets yeah. to New Zealand? <laughs> <laughs> what would he have said if someone said, "Yeah, I am from New Zealand"? Would he gone like, this right, is what he "Well, said. go to the next bit now"? Some lady, I'm quoting him again. Some ladies, when they see poor Haley's coffin. We've had tears. Genuinely, people surprised that, and people who are enough Cornish Street nerds, they go on a Cornish Street tour in from Manchester, New Zealand, from New Zealand, and they are not looking. They're losing their shit. Yeah. Actually, that if you're, if you, in fairness, if you're willing to pay to go from New Zealand to Manchester to go on a fucking Cornish Street tour, you probably would on the wiki. You, yeah, no, no, I, I was gonna say you're, you're probably that invested that. You would be really upset if you turned up and be like, uh, "Are these all the people that have just died?" It's like, uh, why is uh, Haley's there? Haley's like, oh, shouldn't be there. Yeah, um, come here, come here, man. <laughs> come here. Come what what I'm doing is like, I got some news. <laughs> you could just watch an episode every night and basically go through it at seven times speed, <laughs> and then get up to speed with the UK broadcast and schedule, it. and then just watch it as it's broadcast in the UK. Uh huh. Did you bring this up with him? Any questions? (laughs) Uh, Yes, I've got a question. Steve Hogarty from Ireland. How are you doing? (laughs) Um, We also saw uh, Martha's Barge, um, which uh, I I mentioned it because he had a a fun joke in his script. Uh, Obviously, it's not a real barge. It's an interior set. Of course. Uh, It takes about 30 to 40 people to film a scene, so you can't film inside of a barge. Mm He said, it would sink faster than Ken and Martha's relationship. And I was like, good, good joke. That's good. There's a colour you've got. You already said, Brian. It did sink fast. They never, they were never going to make it. We then saw the Duckworths' um, old oh. house, and we saw the chair in which both Vera and Jack used to passed away. Piss themselves. <laughs> used to piss themselves <laughs> on one another. And it still smelled exactly like piss. Do you remember how what happened when Jack Duckworth died? I remember there being a thing about it. Oh, it was so sad. I watched it recently. Jack Duckworth, after his wife had died a couple of years back, sat down in his chair and passed away. <gasps> and she comes in. Vera walks in and goes, You're right there, the bus is leaving in 20 minutes. Oh. It's like, yeah, 29's going to go, I need to get up now and... And then he puts the he puts the music on. They have a little dance, and then he dies. Fucking hell! That's really sad. It's really sad. Jack and Vera, they were. I'm actually fucking well enough. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be able to handle that if I was a Coronation Street fan. Like I can't handle that now, like because it's so outside the realm of Coronation Street's world. You just oh. No, and Jack was like, "Have you been waiting for me, love?" Oh God, don't. (laughs) He's like, "Yeah, I've been waiting for you. Waiting twenty minutes down the bus stop. Come on." So just the actors themselves just have gone through their lives in that show yeah. as well and they just look like they are ready to explore it. My nipples are so hard now. <laughs> <laughs> but for different reasons. My eyeballs are lactating. <laughs> right, we're getting up to the, the money shot of the tour. Okay, yeah, yeah, um, of course. Um, we're coming up to the... To, uh, you exit onto the street through the bistro uh, 
up from underneath the viaduct and he says, we're under the viaduct, so when you get outside, just beware of any low-flying trams. The reference to the 50th anniversary episode in which a tram catastrophe. crashes through Cornelia Street. That was a huge gap for his big news. Um, th- the set was opened by the Queen in 1982. Yeah. There are 11,101 cobbles on Coronation Street. It's a lot of cobbles. Don't bother counting them. Take my word for it. That's what he said. <laughs> and then I'm going to play for you the the final piece of the tour. And what what's happening is he's standing in front of the doors to Coronation Street getting ready for the big reveal. Jesus Christ. It's Danny Dyer. <laughs> Running up and down, punching all the windows. It's through. been an absolute pleasure taking you out today, folks. I've really enjoyed it. Do what you can do on the tour as well. You have my name's Davis, and you've got Sam Bradley. Just say, you Thank you. Thank you. Fuck the thank you, woman. The door's open now. And you see the cobble street and the snows, fake snows falling. You get to walk down it. I had proper goosebumps. <laughs> then you can explore Corner Street at your at your leisure. For how long? Yeah, uh, as long as you like. You can I suppose still be in if more yeah. people come into that room, then at least you'll be joining them and going, it's the night of the uh, that's the Carnation Street tour. I probably broke some copyright laws there. <laughs> I mean, if you're planning uh, on going, we should have said in the beginning, if you're planning on going on that tour anytime soon, I mean, don't skip that feature probably because it's going to spoil everything. There's so much it. more to it than what I've shown you, so it's definitely still worth uh, it's still worth going. Well, that was episode 124 of Regular Features. If you liked that, you could go to www.patreon.com forward slash regular features, whack some money in, and support us doing all kinds of things, like spending your money on going on dates with hipster assholes. <laughs> and if you're a Patreon member, look out for an email about yes. our next live show on March 28th. If you're not a Patreon, then the Monday after, we'll stick it out for all you scumbos. Yeah. And well. you'll be disappointed, inevitably, because... We're hot tickets. Hot tickets. I and if you don't have a ticket to ride, <laughs> you're not allowed in. <laughs> and if you liked, th- if you like this podcast, why don't you go on the subreddit? Reddit. Oh, yeah. Reddit.com. Forward slash. Forward slash or forward slash regular features. And no, oh, they don't just give those to anybody. Just rate and review us on iTunes while you're at it. For yeah. fuck's sake, like, if we're doing this. Things that we need. You to do. Yeah. Come back next week. <laughs> where we'll have episode 125 of Regular Ooh. Features. Ooh. Coming at you on Thursday. Ta-ta. I'm tired for you. We'll put your paper down and come with me. It'll be all right if it stops here. Look at the state of that colour. Is it too much effort to go and look in the mirror? Are you waiting for me, my swan dog? Of course I'm waiting for you. There's a bus at 12 minutes past, so come on, shift yourself. Oh, give us half a chance. Never mind that.